Welcome to the first ever Chemical Bromance Podcast. Ah uh, yes, a place where two dudes with chemistry talking about chemistry. I'm Ken, and today I'm joined with John. Say hi, John. Hello. And today we will be discussing periodic trends and Coulomb's law. For this first trend, we will be discussing, does size really matter? I don't think it does. People say it's all about the motion of the ocean, not the size of the boat. No, not that size, silly goose. I'm talking about atomic size, which is measured through radius. Atomic size is important in determining force as when plugged into Coulomb's law, which is the magnitude of the force is proportional to two charges multiplied divided by atomic radius squared. The larger the atomic radius, the lower the force. So, I mean, what you said earlier was kind of true. Yeah, I guess you can say a bigger boat doesn't mean a stronger force. But anyhow, how do I know how big the element's atomic size is? Come on, man. We learned this in HP Chem. As you move left and down the periodic table, the atomic radius increases, making the bottom left element's atomic radius the largest. And as you go the opposite, up and to the right, it decreases. Oh, yeah. Doesn't this also have to do with the number of protons and electrons in the nucleus of an atom? As you add more protons to the nucleus and electrons to the subshells, the distance and overall radius become smaller. I'm in love. You got that so quickly. But to put it in easier terms for our viewers, think of adding protons to the nucleus as increasing the strength of a magnet and the electrons being pieces of metal. As the magnet gets stronger, there is less space between it and the metal as it pulls everything in close. Yeah, but there are some exceptions. The shielding effect occurs as you move down the periodic table as a more positive nucleus pulls onto the closer shells and actually pushes away the outer shell electrons. Heard it. Yeah, think of it like the outer electrons getting their view of the positive nucleus blocked by the inner ring of electrons. This leads to the outer ones to actually be repelled as rings of electrons that block the outer rings push them away. Oh, okay, I kind of get it. I'm looking online and it also says that the type of bond also affects the whole atomic radius. Covalent bonds carry the same trend as atomic radii, meaning the bigger the radii, the further the distance between the two covalently bonded nuclei. This is different for ionic bonds because in ionic bonds, one atom is bigger than the other, cation small, anion big. This means that you have to divide the distance between the two nucleus based on their respective atomic sizes. That's quite interesting, but onward we go. man, how much energy do you think it'll take me for me to strip you of your clothes? Whoa, man, we aren't there yet. This is barely the first episode. Well, I was making an analogy to what ionization energy is. Ionization energy is the amount of energy it will take to remove an electron from the outermost shell. Kind of like taking off your jacket, not your undergarments. That's still a little weird, but okay, keep going. Yeah, ionization energy increases as you go right and up the periodic table meaning the top right have the greatest ionization energy. This is directly the opposite of the atomic radii trend. And remember, the smaller the radius, the greater the force when you plug it into the Coulomb's law. Yeah, this is because as more electrons are added, the atom doesn't really care as much as because it has a lot. Kind of like taking five, do- five bucks from a rich person versus a poor person. 
There is also a twist, however. If we look at an ionization energy table, after a certain amount of subshells are gone through, the ionization energy drops a lot, which is due to the nucleus with the protons holding on tighter to the closer shells and weaker to the repulsed outer shells. That's not too complicated. I can also see how it relates to atomic radii now too. But wait, there's more. As you look at the different subshells of elements, you can see that ones that need one more electron to complete a shell will have higher ionization energy because it wants to get to that next quantum level. As others that have two electrons not close to filling up the shell will repel having lower ionization energy. This has me wondering, does more electrons make you better? On to the next topic of electron affinity. Does having extra electrons really make you more attractive? Are electrons like the gold to gold diggers? Bro, it's all about what's inside. If she doesn't love you at your worst, she ain't the one. No, man, I'm talking about electron affinity. Atoms more attracted to extra electrons have a more negative electron affinity. Electron affinity is the measure of energy changes that occur when electrons are added. Oh, my bad. I didn't know you were talking about electron affinity. Well, I know that electron affinity increases as you go up groups and go left to right across periods because the electrons added to energy levels become closer to the nucleus, thus a stronger attraction between the nucleus and its electrons. Yeah, that's the right trend for electron affinity. The general trend for the exothermic process based on Coulomb's law, which is E is inversely proportionate to R, predicts that the electron affinity will decrease within a family with increasing atomic number because the atom increases in size and will increase across a period period with increasing atomic number because the atomic atoms the atoms decrease in size but there's also two exceptions when it comes to electron affinity the electron affinities of the element elements of boron to fluorine in the second row of the periodic table are less negative than those of the elements immediately below them in the third row apparently the increased electron to electron repulsions experienced by electrons combined to small 2p orbitals overcome the increased electron to nucleus attraction at short nuclear distances. Also, the electron affinities of the alkaline earth metals become more negative from beryllium to barium. Whoa, I never knew of these exceptions. How about we move on to our next topic, electronegativity. Hey, I've been wondering, what's the best method for attraction? Bro, don't worry. The one that's meant for you will be there in the future. Just gotta wait and see who in the, the future has in store for you. I wasn't talking about how lonely I am, man. I'm talking about electronegativity. It's a measure of how well atoms attract shared electrons in a covalent bond. Oops, my bad, bro. Just know that if you're feeling lonely, I'm here for you. But anyways, according to the trend based on Coulomb's law, Electronegativity increases as you go to the right because there are more protons, which means an increase in effective nuclear charge. Electronegativity decreases as you go down because there is more shielding by electrons, which weakens the electron nucleus attraction. Yeah, I understand. Are there any exceptions though? Electronegativity has one of the easiest exceptions. The trend does not include noble gases because they don't bond. Thus, they don't have electronegativities.
Enough about this negative stuff. Let's end on a positive note. After all this chemistry we have built together, I kind of love you, bro. Whoa, my friend. Just like take a step back and repel like two negative charges. But when I'm with you, I'm always positive. Chill. We'll be back next week. Have a nice chem journey.